Welcome to Bioinnovator Spotlight at Life Science Org, where we listen to the life science leaders of tomorrow tell their story and discuss their challenges as founders and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, scientist turned communicator, Dr. David Kirk. Let's meet today's founder. I'm joined this week by Aldo Di Costanzo Mata, entrepreneur fellow at the University and University Hospital Zurich in charge of the Gluckley Project. Aldo. Thank you so much for joining me. No, thanks to you. Thanks for the invitation. Please, Aldo, tell me a little bit about your background and how you came into life science. Well, um, everything started uh, as a little kid. I was always a fan of looking to these uh, health documentaries yeah. in Discovery Channel and so on. Um, I'm from Mexico. And um, yeah, so it was like satellite was something new in the nineties in Mexico. So then I came into the exposition of this information. It made a great impact on my life. And I'm also kind of an engineer in mind. I was destroying my toys and doing really dangerous stuff with electrical outlets. Um, my parents were not having any idea how to stop me, but yeah, I was just extremely curious about everything. So I just conjoined this two things while I was in my choice of professional life and I became a biomedical engineer. Um, and on top of that, my family has been having their own businesses like around from two generations. Oh, wow. uh, they're in the shrimping business. Obviously I diverted. I always wanted something <laughs> of my own. I was selling stuff since I was a kid, like selling shrimp to my neighbors, for example, as nine year old or whatever. So yeah, it has been there in my I don't know, in my genes or something. So, yeah, part uh, of my life. What was it that brought you over to Switzerland? Well, first of all, is uh, the challenge. I have this great tendency of not taking the easiest path, but more like the challenging one. I was having the, the chance of going to the U.S. in a secure position to study. Mm. But instead of that, I decided to come to Switzerland because I wanted to be with the best uh, mm. on my area, which is biomedical optics. And for that, I have to fight for a scholarship in Mexico um, that pays uh, part of my living cost, part of the tuition. And uh, yeah, fighting, fighting, fighting. At the end, I got what I wanted, which was coming to Switzerland to work for Martin Wolf. He's a professor in biomedical optics at the University of Zurich, and it just has been a great journey because from there I developed this amazing project called Glucly right now. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about why you decided to, uh, well, you're working on it as a project now with the goal of spinning it uh, or founding it as a company. Tell me, what's what was the inspiration to do that? Yeah, well... From day one, I reached Switzerland. I remember uh, telling Professor Wolf that I didn't want to be an academic. I, I told him I want to go straight and make something uh, out of my thesis. I want to make a company, create jobs, uh, create yeah. opportunities, improve healthcare. So along the way, uh, originally I didn't start with glucose. I started with uh, measurements in oxygen. We developed this uh, 3D imager for oxygenation of the brain called Pioneer. And along the way, the glucose project appeared. And I, I took it under my wing and developed it all the way up to uh, measuring a couple of patients in a conceptual study. It worked. So 
after these amazing re results we got, then all the opportunities to to get funding to start as uh, to start this spin-off process as you just appeared. Now I have a team, and this is how it has become to this point in time. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, tell me, because uh, we, we mentioned now kind of glucose and, and optics, and mm -hmm. uh, tell me more about what Glucly does and, and what the big unmet need that it tries to meet. Yeah, so I would like to start with the biggest of the problems. So yeah. preterm infants, mm -hmm. obviously they're delicate, uh, they come underdeveloped. Um, I mean, just to set up a little, a set a story, I've been working in neonatology since I was in Mexico doing my bachelor's. Okay. And I kind of came in love with the, with the equipment they use and because it's a great necessity, you're saving lives there, right? Yeah. And going specifically to glucose, um, glucose is the source of energy for the brain, for mm. you, for me, for the babies. And low glucose will impose a great problem because tissue could die. And the difference between a term baby and a preterm baby is that they do not have enough uh, deposits of glucose in the, in the other tissues, in the muscles or in the liver. So they have this tendency of low glucose right when they are born. So it's really, really important to monitor them. Uh, so the physicians the neonatologists and the nurses can give treatment. The issue is the blood volume. Babies are so tiny. Maybe they have, uh, well, preterm babies, they have maybe a glass of water comparable volume of blood. Wow. So you cannot treat them every time like if they were adults. Yeah. So then you can only have one sample every three or four hours. And in three or four hours, anything can happen. So then uh, what Glucly is doing is tackling all the current problems in neonatology for measuring glucose because Glucly is continuous, it's non-invasive because we just measure uh, over the skin. Um, obviously, it's safer than pricking because there's no infection or anemia anymore. So this is where we are. Yeah. And uh, am I right in thinking that you've done some uh, testing already? Yeah, we have uh, done this conceptual study mm -hmm. on preterm babies just to discover the way because this is something new so just yeah. discover how the sensor should be placed uh how flexible it should be uh the requirements that or the feedbacks that the nurses or the neonatologists gave to us mm -hmm. so yeah we have been modifying along the way we measure in in a few patients got really nice results uh, the best results we are yielding less than one percent difference with the current device they're using which is invasive yeah so, yeah, we we have a nice expectation, and we're working on the version two of the sensor to go back and make further studies with this conceptual study uh, framework we have. Yeah, uh, just kind of thinking as well beyond uh, preterm babies. Are, are there other indications that this could be used in, or other kinds of patients? Yeah, I, well, if we go step by step. Um, mm. We would like to claim first glucose in preterms. Then uh, this technology has the potential of measuring other molecules in preterms, not only glucose. And then the next step will be looking out for uh, the adults. How do how could we adapt our technology for the adults? We have a couple of ideas. We have spoken with some experts and seems feasible. Mm -hmm. uh, but the priority is where we are right now, because if we want to claim, yes, we can measure in humans, in patients, preterm babies is our first option right now. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's just it. I think 
Um, and my gel with the the next question I'm going to ask you is what what is the biggest mm-hmm. challenge facing you now as a as like a pre-founder? So the greatest of the challenges is that uh, we are the first ones uh, trying on this blue ocean with this approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, I hear about approaches with optics, with photonics, um, and or minimal invasive methods, but uh, in this way that we are doing employing microfluidics, uh, I have not uh, stepped into anyone yet uh, to share ideas. And uh, technologically speaking, it's going really well. We have a couple of experts in our team. Um, one is handling microfluidics, the other is expert in the in the chemistry part of the membranes. And this will be the first one. Another one is funding, obviously, but we are doing nice so far. Um, the other one. Regulatory, this will come later mm. because we need to go through classification. Uh, we have to see, mark our device as well and so on. So I think um, we are enjoying the challenge actually. It's really educative. It's really opening a lot of doors, knowing a lot of people. Mm. And yeah, we are, we, we love what we're doing. It sounds like a good place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really sweet spot actually. Wonderful. Uh, finally, Aldo, the last question I'm going to ask you is, uh, is there a book or maybe a documentary that you could recommend to other founders that's made an impact on you? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a sports person and I really love this documentary that came during the the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Last Dance. And it's about the Chicago Bulls of the 90s, basically. Uh, it inspired me a lot because it's about winning. It's all competing, and this is kind of in my nature. And for the reading, well, right now I am reading Co-Founding the Right Way from Yana Nevrika. I hope I say it right. And it has been really useful, especially because recently I I conformed the team. Uh, and yeah, it's just been an amazing journey. And yes, this is something I could recommend and share for so- sure. It certainly lives up to your vision from the beginning uh, when you wanted to start your own company. This is kind of how you pictured it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I imagine a lot of stuff, but (laughs) uh, I mean, sometimes you have an expectation and it's really nice when things are going beyond that. Yeah. So I I try to be realistic on the Mm -hmm. project and on the reach, but it's better than expected so far. And I'm enjoying this moment in this way. Wonderful. Aldo, thank you for joining me on Bioinnovator Spotlight. Thanks a lot, David. Are you a life science CEO in Europe? Go to lifescienceorg.com where you can connect, share, and engage with a community of your peers. We have a platform just for early stage founders too. You can join there at nextgen.lifescienceorg.com.